three beers. No better time than now to start. Whiskey. Tequila. More beer. <laughs> Bloody Mary. Jeez. More vodka. <laughs> More beer. Stone Cold was a drunk. Yeah, he was. Dude, I love wrestling. I don't know if you know this. I love wrestling. I think, I think a lot of people have started to understand that this podcast, we, we talk about wrestling, I think at least once an episode. But it's mostly older wrestling. Well, yeah, new wrestling is, is Garbo. I mean, well, yes and no. There's aspects of it that I don't like, but it's not that it's Garbo, it's that it's more like PG. Fam- yeah, it's like more family friendly, so like... I think that's what a lot of people's problems with, like, I mean, like, if you grew up with wrestling, you're probably still a wrestling fan, but, like, it's, I feel like it's kind of like old hip-hop versus new hip-hop. Yeah, it's Like, there's, still... like, there's still people who are like, no, 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 old hip-hop is way better than new hip-hop. Yeah. And then there's people who are like, no, new hip-hop is way better than old hip-hop. And there's people and... just like, I just like the music. Like me, I'm just, I like it. I'm here yeah. for it. But, no, because I was, I was watching this thing, because I totally forgot that ECW, back in the day used to have this whole random thing where like <clears throat> they do strip poker with like the ladies uh-huh but it wasn't just like oh they're in their bras it was legitimate strip poker and they would like air it on sci-fi tv <laughs> what the hell yeah <laughs> sorry ma but uh, <laughs> well, i was watching something about it because I was, like, going through all this stuff, like, oh, you know, because you always remember someone who used to wrestle, mm-hmm. and you kind of look up what they're doing now. So as it goes on, I'm just looking up all these old people, and then I also get to, like, not just the men, but the women as well. Because I was like, well, I remember this lady. What's she doing now? Long story short, I ended up getting to this one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this girl. Um, and I'm like, well, I, she did fight. She was the champion. I'm looking at all of it. And then I'm like, oh, her ECW strips. I was like, what? And he goes, <laughs> ECW strip poker. And I click it, and it's the ugliest dude I ever seen. He got piercings in his face. Like, welcome to ECW strip poker. Ew. Yeah, dude, and they're playing it. Like, all these beautiful women are playing strip poker with this ugly guy. And long story short, like, <clears throat> one of them just naked, but it's blurred out. But not for them. They can see it's just they make it, <clears throat> and then they're just cheering, and then they're doing this little lady thing, and then two of them start fighting and like naked. They're just brawling in the poker place, whatever. <laughs> and I can't say it's a casino because it doesn't look like a casino. It just looks like a back alley like warehouse, like <laughs> one little poker table. But on the left hand of the screen, they have the actual people wrestling in ECW doing their wrestling match with the commentary. But then that gets pushed to the side again just because it brings it up saying, just, you know, there is a match happening. But then these ladies are just brawling and this ugly dude's going, E-C-Dub, E-C-Dub, E-C-Dub. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, ugly people get, like, the best perks. I never get none of that. No. I mean, I respect women. I'm not going to expect them to fight naked over strip poker. But I was like... <clears throat> It really was a different time in wrestling. Yeah. Like, that was the wrestling stories. Where Vince McMahon cheating on his wife all the time with all the, the hotties. Like in the stories. But I don't know if he really did in real life. But probably. Who I mean, knows? Probably. Probably. Like there was one where <laughs> there's a whole story where his wife was in a coma. But like she's awake through the coma. And they have in a wheelchair. And like he's making out or something with one of the divas right in front of her while she's in the coma. And you know like... Oof. That's weird. <clears throat> you who did you write this just to make out with the beautiful women's? Of course he did. You have all this money, but you had to write yourself to get made out with. <laughs> At least El Presidente had the, the you know the genius to write him off a check and be like, mm. leave me alone. 
<clears throat> but that's why Stone Cold gave both of them the Stone Cold Stunner. <clears throat> Flipping off the world. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, for me, I guess it's so weird because obviously, like, I wasn't able to watch wrestling growing up. I wasn't either. So, so for me, <laughs> like, obviously, like, now, like, going back and, like, and watching some of that stuff, like, it's, it just, it, I feel like the entertainment value is a lot higher because <laughs> everything was so, like, <clears throat> it was so edgy back then. It was. Whereas, like, today, like, like you said, it's more family friendly and it's not, like, you know, as bad. You have, like, AJ Styles, who seems just like a regular dude. Yeah. You got them, and then... And I love the New Day. Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods. But that's a testament to it. They're probably the most, like, family-friendly group ever. Mm-hmm. In the existence, you know, they did, they do the unicorns. They had that cereal. The bootios. Mm-hmm. You could really buy that cereal. But back in the day, man, you had Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and he was just, you know, being a jerk to people. Stone Cold flipping people off, drinking beers. Yeah, like, it seems like, it, it, it's like, you knew that they were, like, a persona, mm-hmm. and it's like, there's no way that someone would act like that in real life, whereas, like, today, you could see someone like AJ Styles or, like, Roman Reigns just, like, really trying to, who they are. Just, just being a regular dude who knows how to, you know, who knows how to wrestle. Yeah, I mean, Booker T and uh, Stone Cold got into a fight in the grocery store, mm-hmm. you don't see that nowadays. No. They was doing the sewage on each other with the hose. <clears throat> what else was they doing? Hitting each other with cars and all that crazy stuff. Like, they still do some crazy stuff now, but, like, Or it's like, then, like, even all the times that, like, Stone Cold would have all those beefs with Vince. And, like, yeah. he's laying in the hospital with a broken leg and Stone Cold's his nurse and just starts <laughs> pounding on his cast in bed. That don't happen now. They're like, oh, he's in the hospital. Well, I'll beef with someone else. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it just, it's... It, it it just seems to have like deviated like to just being just generic in a weird way. And that's what's even weirder is like how can I put it? It, it it's a, it's still fairly new that they've done all that. <clears throat> Cuz even even back in the day <clears throat> Brock Lesnar was just Brock Lesnar himself. Just mm-hmm. ah. Cuz now he's still ah, but he's not he's much more quiet. This <laughs> ah. Except for he's in the UFC beating people up going I think that's his thing. Whenever he starts to like have like a really bad luck streak in the UFC, he's just like, I'll just go back to WWE. It, it don't matter to me. And then, you know, he just gets bored of wrestling. He's like, I want to go beat people up, like for real. So I'm gonna go do that. Well, it's funny because like Brock, I can see obviously is one of those guys who like they, they they got a streak, they got a mean bone to him, right? Mm-hmm. But I had also watched this thing where. Uh, they were talking to Brock about wrestling, and they were like, you know, because Dana White says, you know, that wrestling's fake, and Brock Lesnar just one of the funniest people. He goes, Dana, yes, we all know it's fake. We get it. We get it. It's for fun, but it's just, come on. It's, it's like, quit, quit beating the dead horse. <laughs> yeah, it's what he was doing. If I can find the video, I'll send it to you later, but it's just funny to hear Brock just, like, be like, yes. We know it's fake. Like, what's your what's your point? I remember. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Joe Rogan had said something kind of along those same lines, where he was just like, "He's like, I'm not discrediting these people's like athletic abilities, uh-huh. but like, I'm tired of seeing these people who like absolutely 100% think that wrestling is real." And I forget which wrestler it was, but they were like, 
hey, man, like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, stick to UFC. Like, you don't know anything <laughs> about wrestling and, and yada, yada, yada. And it was, like, this huge beef for, like, a week. And then it just stopped. Like, no one said anything. They were like, no, I don't like it. They, like, no one apologized. It was just, like, this weird, like, thing. It was probably someone, like, in WWE. Like, Vince was like, hey, you better stop. <laughs> I feel like it was, like... Like, on the socials. I, I, I feel like it was, like... Mark Henry, who had said something to him about it. That makes sense. The world's strongest man. He held the record. Or I don't know if he still does. He lifted that thing. What What was it? Oh, I don't remember anymore. I remember I watched the video a couple of weeks ago. And like I was the heavy house. object that like, no one can lift with like one arm or whatever. Like the world record. Yeah, it was like some weird dumbbell or something and like that. And he did it and he goes... Ah! I saw that I said... Ah! I, but yeah, I feel like that's who it was. Where he was just like, he's like, hey man, like he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you don't understand like all the hard work and like all of like the time and dedication that like people put into into their wrestling careers. Well, let's look this for up. for entertainment. But you know, I like I said, I could also be wrong because it's been so long since it. Ha- I think that happened last year, and it was like, and like I said, it, it lasted like two or three days. It was like a weird Twitter exchange or something like that. It must have been Mark Henry. Mark, yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, because it was, like I said, it was like... Just one of those weird things where it was like... It happened and then it was like over before anyone knew what happened. <clears throat> well, what's even weirder is like... People are like, y'all, it's fake. And everyone's like, we we know. Like, who cares? Like, it's just it's it's just entertainment. Like They're like atheists and CrossFit trainers. Yeah. Like, we get it. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. God doesn't exist. So what? Do you have nothing better to do? <laughs> I'm vegan. Good for you, dude. Do you not have any other hobbies? <laughs> Are you just going to bug me all day? <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where it's like people will, like, latch on. Because obviously people just, like, at the end of the day, you just want to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so you find, like, a group of people who, like have a like-minded idea like ideology Mm -hmm. as you do and it's just like i think for for me it's just it's weird that like people let those like small little tropes just become their whole personality oh my god where it's like the first thing that like on like uh on instagram is that you know like in their bios it's like like proud vegan or like you know something along those lines or like (laughs) crossfitter you know i'm atheist or it's just some some weird shit where it's like it's like it's it's like dude that's cool that you like that you live your life like that but zero people care is there anything interesting else like anything else that might be interesting about you they're like no i don't need anything interesting because i'm vegan (laughs) i dress up like spock when i debate people do you debate or you just criticize everything they do? Nah, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Is it, was that a dig at Ben Shapiro? <laughs> sure, why not, dude? What's he doing with his free time? Nothing. Like, let people live, dude. I don't care who you are. Anderson Cooper, is that his name? That guy? The guy from CNN? Sure. Whatever. Him, Howard Stern, the Bill Mayer, the Ben Shapiro, any of them. I don't care what you gotta say. Just... Let people think what they want to think. Yeah. Like, fuck you for being like, yeah. <laughs> I heard you thought something a little bit different than me. Well, let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, and it, I think that's like a weird, like, landscape, especially in, in today. Like, like, or like, in modern times where it's like, <clears throat> people are so, 
it's like they think that their opinion is the only right opinion and it's just it like leads to this weird thing where it's like you can't talk to anybody about anything especially if you have like opposing viewpoints on anything it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is right i mean we'll, i'll use xbox and playstation as an example right. it does not matter how hard you try to tell someone be like no no like i play xbox because of you know, x y and z and it's always you know oh well that's dumb like you guys have like one good exclusive and it's like it's like well i don't care about that like i remember when the ps4 came out everyone was all super jazzed up about how like how much quote unquote better the graphics mm-hmm. on the ps4 were compared to the xbox one mm-hmm. and um I was like, because I think at the time I did own both, and I was like, I was like, maybe it's just because I, like, don't quite understand that stuff, but mm-hmm. I was like, they look the same. Well, that's the thing I never got. Like, I don't have a side-by-side comparison. Like, when someone's on a PC, and like, well, I did this, I'm like, oh, I can see the graphic difference, because you enhance a lot. Mm-hmm. I can see what you're doing. But I never was like, oh, wow, these graphics are, like, ten times different. It's yeah. not like you're going from a PS3 to a PS4. It's a PS4 and Xbox One. They're on, like, it's, it's like, it, Yeah, it's like all the... And so it's just, you know, and I think it's just like, it's like, at the end of the day, it's 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 almost like talking to a brick wall. Mm-hmm. It it don't matter what you say. Even even this, I don't got the Xbox One X, but I know someone who does. And I watched them play some, and I was like, oh, that's a fun game. So I'm playing that game on my Xbox, right? My Xbox One. I couldn't tell you that his Xbox One X enhanced graphics was any different than mine. Yeah, they're supposed to. And I was like, dang, dude, they charge you a whole extra hundo fifty for that. Well, and like, what <laughs> baffles me is like when everyone's like, it's like, oh, well, like you know. You can't play in 60 FPS and yada, yada, yada. Me, personally, the only real experience I've ever had with, with 60 FPS is, like, when they have, like, uh, like in the electronics department, when they, like, showcase, like, newer TVs. That shit looks fake. It looks so <laughs> weird. It's, like, it doesn't make sense. And, like, I remember seeing this guy. They were talking about, like, um... Like how much better piece? Like uh, I think it was in a uh, one of the Fallout groups that I'm in on Facebook, and uh-huh. they were talking about how much better um, playing Fallout on the PC is compared to console because they're like, well, the frame rate is so much better. And this guy was like, why care about frame rate? Like, if your eyes can only see 24 frames per second, like, why do you need 60? And he was getting roasted. Well, the only time that I can speak to someone needing a higher frame rate. Is like if you're in like the competitive gaming scene where it does really help that little edge. Yeah. Such as fighting game community. Because with those, each move has a specific number of frames it takes. Mm-hmm. So if you're not playing like 60 or anything, you can't really count, okay, this is blah, 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 that's how many frames it takes mm-hmm. to do XYZ and how much time I can react. It's a whole nuts yeah. thing. But I'm like, I understand that. That's competitive. But if you're like me, as long as it's not choppy and stopping every mm-hmm. five seconds, I'm cooling, dude. <laughs> as long as... For me, for me, honestly, honest to God, as long as my game is not lagging, yeah, I do yeah. not care. If it's, I'm not running across the map and I'm though five seconds later, I'm back at the front. What? Yeah, it's like like for me, it's just, and I think that's like the weird debate is like it's like people who are always like, well, like why complain? Like everyone's just trying to play video games. It's like, well, I get your agreement, like or I get your argument, but you know. Who cares that you think that? <laughs> Who cares if you're just sitting here, well, I have both, so I just play video games. It's like, okay. Thanks for telling you you have money. Like, 
Your house is on the list, bucko. Yeah. <laughs> which one would you rather lose? What? Just tell me which one you'd rather lose. Then you'll really have a preference. But no, like, when I used to work at GameStop, people would come in all the time when they want to buy a console. <clears throat> and they'd be like, well, which one's better? And then we'd, you know, there's obviously a difference of opinion mm-hmm. all the time. But what I would always just tell them is like, well, what do you want to do with it? Well, I'm playing with my friends. What do your friends have? Well, a PlayStation. We can get a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was the sole reason why I got an Xbox. I didn't get an Xbox because of an exclusive or anything like that. It was just in high school, all of my friends had Xboxes. Well, and that was the thing. <clears throat> I was a PlayStation kid. And, and that's because, like, growing up, like, I had a Sega and everything. And then when the PS1 came out, got that PS2. I never got the Xboxes. I mean, my dad had a 360 later on, so I got to play on that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it wasn't till like, high school, because I had my PS3, and I was happy. I was playing whatever, mm-hmm. meeting random people online, you know, like a cool kid. But then I was like, well, I want to play with my friends from school, so I got my 360 set up, and I was playing with you and all the other people, mm-hmm. Halo and all that. And then when the 1s and the 4s came out, I did what I like to do, and I started with the PlayStation, because I am a PlayStation guy, preferably, mm-hmm. uh, because, again, I... That's what I've just had the longest. So I got the four, and then, you know, some time went on, and I went, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get me an Xbox. Um, end up getting an Xbox. Some life stuff happens. I had to get, you know, sell the Xbox. Uh-huh. Kept my PlayStation, because again, primary console. Some stuff happened on later with that, with uh, an X. Yeah. That went away. And then I was like, well, I just want to play with my boys. That's when I got that Xbox. Mm-hmm. And then I recently got another PS4. And I was like, great. We're set up. Yeah, because like, so, I was kind of the same way. Like, um, for us, it was we grew up playing like a lot of the Nintendo consoles because they were uh-huh. so much cheaper comparatively to like the Playstations and Xboxes and stuff like that. So for right. us, growing up and not having a whole lot of money... That was like the big Christmas present every couple of years. Is you like get the DS. <laughs> so so I so I I actually got my first DS was for like my thirteenth or fourteenth birthday. Yeah. But I remember, my dad had made a deal with me. He's like, if you can come up with more than half of the money. For a DS, I'll spot you the rest. <coughs> but you have to be able to pay for at least half of it and a game. And I think the games at the time were probably were like 40. like 30 40 bucks something like that. They, 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 and so I remember I had to save up all of my money from Christmas and the money that I got for that birthday just to go get one. And like it was fun and like it was, you know, it was cool and mm-hmm. it like was like kind of super nostalgic because, you know, I had a couple of Game Boys growing up and yeah. But like it wasn't anything for me, so like I remember we got a Nintendo 64 in like probably like 2000 maybe no we had it for way longer than that now i think i never never got the nintendo ones and it it was weird because there were games like gamecube and stuff i was like i wish i could play that but then i was just like but it is what it is dude like as a kid i didn't have a memory card it's weird because now if i play the same game like like that story with the story mode and I keep like playing it from the beginning again I would get so mad mm-hmm. but as a kid it was like this is awesome I'm playing the game see if I could beat the game in the day because mm-hmm. I had like I'm trying to think there was this one I was like a Rogue, Rugrats game where there's a giant playhouse in the back mm-hmm. and like kind of like Super Mario where like you get the stars and then the next floor would unlock uh-huh. but that, that's how this was but it was just really cool and the final level was like a catapult and I don't know Hard to explain. But as a kid, there was one level with mangoes always making mad, but I never had a memory card. 
Jack too, no memory card. I just threw it. Yeah, because like, so I remember when we got a PlayStation 2, it wasn't because us kids wanted one. Believe it or not, it was because my dad wanted one. And so he ended up buying it, uh-huh. and it was like the fat one, like the original the PS2, OG. like the, the big boy. And I, I th- we had that, that PS2 for like probably like 15 years. We had it for a really long time. That's awesome. <laughs> and, um, and I remember, so like that was like... Like we'd play some games on that, but but again, just because we didn't have like a whole lot of money, like we didn't like upgrade all the time. But like we would get the newest Nintendo console mm-hmm. like the year after it came out, so it was right. technically old. But because it was so cheap, we would get it. And I remember, I think it was the summer of two thousand and eight. Um, that was really when I started to like have like an affinity for playing video games, uh-huh. but I only had the Wii. And so like <laughs> I would go to like friends' houses and they'd have like PlayStation 2s or, I mean like we still had our PlayStation 2, but like they had for, more games. They just had more games and like a, like a, like a variety of games that like I wasn't necessarily allowed to play. Grand Theft like, Auto. Grand Theft Auto or, you know. <laughs> games like that and so like i remember i really fell into wanting to play video games a lot more when i had first played um god of war one and two yeah because i was right in uh, that was that was freshman year that i started to do that that's when we talked about god (laughs) and so and so three was coming out and i remember i had played one and two Mm -hmm. and i said that's it because I like I was my plan was is I was like I'm gonna get a summer job, and I'm gonna try to get enough money to get a PlayStation Three. Because at the time I was still kind of on the fence right. on whether or not I was gonna save up to get an Xbox 360 or a PlayStation Three. And God of War was like just it for me. It was such a life changing game mm-hmm. that I was like, dude, I was like, that's it. I was like, I don't care what's happening. I was like, I'm getting a PS3. <laughs> and so I worked an entire summer, saved up as much money as I could, bought a TV and a PlayStation Three. And I and I bought God of War three and I I was like, dude, this is the coolest thing in the world to me. And so then I had a PlayStation for the majority of the time that I was in high school. Right. And it was so weird because like you know obviously like you like like you and I would play um, Call of Duty on oh, the yeah? PlayStation. Would we? You want to yeah. tell them what you used to do to me? No, no, no. That you want to tell them what you did to me? So it was a one time thing. <laughs> I was really into Assassin's Creed two. Couldn't stop playing it. Where'd you get Assassin's Creed two? Was it from you or was yeah. it, did it by, I thought I borrowed it from Bryce. No, I let you borrow that one because that was because you let me borrow Red Dead for that one. Okay, yeah, because I remember because I beat Assassin's Creed two that night, that night that we were supposed to play Call of Duty, and I ended up just playing Assassin's Creed till like five in the morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was sitting there in a Call of Duty lobby with you on the headset. Yeah, yeah, you left me hanging. This dude ditched me. He said, oh, yeah, I'll be right there. I just got to finish his mission. Well, no, that's the thing. Two hours go by. I'm sitting in that lobby still like, I wonder if he's coming back. Well, no, and that's the thing. Like, it was just like, for me, it was just, it was (laughs) such, just, it it was just, it was too enthralling to put down. And it's not that I didn't want to play Call of Duty. It was just, I kept finding something. No, I understand. That just, and so. Kind of like when we play Fallout 76 and I'm like finding something. You're like, I got to get off. I'm like, but I'm finding cool stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, but. Later on, you know, our, our our group of friends had kind of had kind of grown, 
and all of those guys had Xboxes. Bryce was the guy who like really was the Xbox dude because I think he was the one that really started me on the track of like oh we'll yeah because like I would go to his house play Halo. and and I would play like Halo Reach or we would play um like Skyrim when it came out or I remember um, he got upset with me because I threw one of his skulls off one of the maps. <laughs> I didn't know what that did then. I still don't know what it does now, but I remember he was upset. Yeah, and it's and so like so going like to other people's houses and, and like playing an Xbox, like it was never something that I wanted to get. Like the, I kind of wanted one beforehand and then I got a PS three and then so I kind of just was like, Oh whatever and I remember I sold my PS three like I think it was junior year, or maybe it was like near the end of sophomore year. Green Day BP twenty eleven, and and so <laughs> I remember the moment I sold it, I like went back into my room and I was like bored. I was like, man, I shouldn't have sold it. Like, I it was like one of those like weird instant regret things, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I shouldn't have gotten rid of it. Like, I should have just saved up money to 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 buy the an Xbox. Xbox, and so that way I would have had both. But then I ended up buying a three sixty. And I played that for forever. And then when I joined the military, I remember I was in the schoolhouse and I was so bored and I didn't want to wait for my Xbox to come in. And I was like, well, I have the money, so I'm not too worried about it. And so I literally went to the store and bought a little a little 19-inch TV and a PS3 and a couple of games. And I played that for like three or four days. And then my Xbox and stuff came in. And so I... Uh, so I, like I, I would still play my PlayStation every once in a while. Right. Like I'd still find games that, like I'd want to play, but predominantly I would just play on the Xbox just because like I'd play with my buddies or <clears throat> or whatever. It's a good thing you kept that PlayStation too, because when I was being bored here, you let me use it, and I was playing. I still have that play. I still have it. I was playing New Vegas. What I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to find a PS2 that if somebody wants to get rid of for not expensive because everyone's overcharging for them. Mm-hmm. I know they are. Believe you, I know. I know what it's worth. It ain't worth nearly as much as everyone sells it for. <laughs> but, I, because people are like, well, get a PC with the emulator. I'm like, I don't have a space for a PC right now. Yeah. With where I'm, I don't really, even, that, that's $900, you mm-hmm. know, for that a good did. one. <laughs> like, well, emulators, I don't want emulators. I just, I just want to play old school games. Like, I, it, it, there's something, <laughs> like, I remember people used to complain <laughs> that, so I wouldn't, so I, like, I don't refuse to, but, like, I don't mm-hmm. like having, like, rechargeable battery packs. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Just because th- it's just, it, for me, it's like, if I don't buy, because I, I, I can't remember if, like, the ones that you can buy come with two batteries. It's like, one's kind of, can always sit on the charger, and if the other one dies, you can just play, take it off. I think that they just now come with one. I think, yeah. And, company. Yeah, and I think they just come with the one, and so it's like, well, if my controller dies... I can't. I literally can't play my game until this charges for at least you know, fifteen twenty minutes. And that's where I'll give Sony like a big up is like, theirs is a wireless regardless, and you have to charge it. Mm-hmm. But if it dies, you can just plug it in and play with it. Plug. And in. so I used to do that with my Xbox controllers. I would literally just plug it in, because a I was tired of buying batteries, and b I was tired of the rechargeable battery packs. And I was like. I'll just plug it in. Like, I'll literally just plug it into the Xbox and use it that way. And, like, so I had, like, a 10-foot USB (laughs) cord cord. so I could lay in my bed in the barracks and, like, you know, watch, you know, YouTube videos or watch a movie or something like that, but still have the controller in, like, in 
a decent amount of space. Mm-hmm. And my buddies, I swear to God, they'd be like, why do you plug your controller in? And I'm like, because I don't want to buy batteries. They're like, so why don't you just go buy a rechargeable one? And I'm like, because I don't want to. Like, this cord came with the controller. Like, I'm not going to go buy something if I don't need it. They probably just gave you the weirdest look. Like they're okay. like, what the, they're like, okay, man. Like if that's and it's like it's like and for me it just there's something about having like a corded controller. Vote to kick parody out the room. Say aye. <laughs> and it's just the one guy. It's just my one roommate. That's he's a like, 50%. Dude, he's like, he's like, dude, get out of here. You and have I'm a like fifty percent approval rating in this room. Right yeah, now. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, if for for me, it's just like like I've uh I've done that here like now that i'm out uh-huh. like uh there was a time where i would just i would leave my controller plugged in all the time <laughs> because you know i just you know didn't want to admittedly mm-hmm. it was purely because i was lazy after i got out of out of the military and so i like i wouldn't want to go downstairs at like three in the morning to go get batteries if my controller was dead so you i would just wanna, i would just keep it plugged in you didn't want to go downstairs with your fist balled up ready to fight intruders at 3 a.m hell no hell yeah <laughs> I mean, I'll do that now, but at the time, I was like, dude, I'm telling you, like, I was, I was not in a good place, and, like, I would literally just lay in bed for hours gotta, on end. That's why you just gotta keep the batteries in your room. That's, that, well, that's and that's what I do now. Mistake. That's what I do now. That's what I have. I have, I go to Sam's Club, and I get, like, a giant, like, 48-pack of double A's, mm-hmm. and I have them, like, well, because I have my desk kind of thing set up for work right now, so not where I want it to be. But when I do, I just kind of slide it under the stand. Mm-hmm. So if I need them, I just grab two out. Yeah, I had a, I had a little snafu with my battery pack, <coughs> or with or with my thing of batteries. Uh, something had happened, and one of our cats had like spilled some water, so the the backing of it got all wet. Whoa. So I had to pull all the batteries out, and they're just sitting up in a Ziploc bag, like right in front of my entertainment stand. Because, like, you know, for the most part, like, I, I sit, like, right in front of my TV. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, there's not a whole lot of space in my room. So, like, I'm normally, like, right up on my TV. Right. And so, you know, if I ever need batteries, I'll just chuck them behind me into the trash can and then just plug new ones in because they're right there. But, but yeah, man, like, having a wired controller, there's just something about it that seems... Like, like I remember, like, wrapping up... Like, having to wrap up a controller to put it away. Back in the day. <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to sit there and wrap up a controller. And I like remember you're reeling in the fish. And, and I remember uh, I had a buddy, so we were wrapping up a controller. And uh, my buddy's dad, he goes, he goes, you guys shouldn't wrap those up like that. Because eventually the cords are going to go bad. Kid me didn't think that... I was like, no, that's stupid. Like, they're supposed to be wrapped up like that. Like, why else? Like, how else are you going to wrap it up? <laughs> And come to find out, like a couple of years later, I had that exact same problem because we would wrap up the controllers mm-hmm. and that right where the wire would go into the controller, you know, from being pulled, yeah. it would just, it didn't pop out or anything, but the wires had probably just gotten it too strained just jacked and, out. and just, I would like, and I remember like looking at it and I was like, wow, he was right. <laughs> no. So, cause, um, I had a, I had a college class where they were talking about, like, studio and production. And so part of it was we had to get the equipment out, like, film, whatever. And so when we're, like, wrapping up the studio cameras, this dude comes out and he's like, Now, before you start wrapping up anything, you're going to wrap it up like this. And he teaches us this, like, crisscross way that wraps things up. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you wrap it up, you're like, oh, it's wrapped. But you can just literally pull it and everything just comes out. Hmm. Kind of like a slipknot where it just, oh, it's not really there. Mm -hmm. But 
it is very secure. But he was telling us, he's like, the reason you wrap it this way is because it's good for the cords. Mm-hmm. He was like, if any of you <laughs> dirt bags wrap it up just like in an ovular motion, uh-huh. he's like, I want you to get out of my class. <laughs> you will fail the semester. And he was, and then this is where it gets me. He's like, I'm not the one paying to be here. <laughs> Imagine paying to fail a class. I was like, oh my god. So, the college professors are wild, dude. But not, but now if you ever see me like wrap up, like not with the vacuum I have now because it's broken, but any time you've ever seen me wrap up a vacuum, mm-hmm. I wrap it up that way with the cord because I'm like, oh man. <laughs> oh man. You're like, I'm going to fail. <laughs> I'm going to mess something up. I'm going to break my vacuum even more. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and, and it's just like, I, I remember uh, like... I, I, I'm kind of, like, a little afraid now of, like, power outages, especially when I am playing, because I had a really bad experience in the barracks one time. So the power had gone out, didn't think anything of it, uh, turn my Xbox back on and yeah. keep playing, and then I think it was, like, 15 minutes into me playing again, the power went out again. Well, something had happened, and there was, like, a, like a power surge, and it had messed my Xbox up. And so I had to end. I ended up having to play my 360 mm-hmm. because at the, for some reason I didn't have the money at the time to just go replace my Xbox. Is that when you was playing all the Madden's, getting all the achievements? No, so I did that in high school. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I I did that in high school. Um, <laughs> right before I went into the into the military. Gotcha. Um, because I had nothing but time, so I would right. just I would try to just you know 100 percent games, and so I remember. Like having to play on my 360 and thinking like I it was such a like a weird feeling because you know you go from something that's like still pretty new mm-hmm. and then having to go to a console that's literally like almost ten years old and I was like so like we would play like Mortal Kombat and like just all kinds of like these really old like super popular Xbox 360 <laughs> games and I I was like you know this isn't like that bad like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too mad. If I wasn't able to get a new Xbox, like, for a decent amount of time. Because, like, I still have probably 60-some-odd 360 games. Right. And it's just, it's one of those things. Like, I've even thought about, like, just playing on it now. Like, replugging everything in and, and being able to play some of them that aren't backwards compatible. Oh, so say even with the fact that some of the games you've been playing, like, in recent, like, time have been just backwards compatible 360 games. Yeah, like and Vegas. it's... Yeah, like, New Vegas or Fallout 3, and it's, like... Those games were like a huge part of like my developmental years. That's just super fun to go back and play. They really are, like Like, especially like New Vegas. I love New Vegas. I'll play that game all the time, all the time if I ever get get the chance. And and like you watching like Fallout lore videos now, and like watching like a bunch of Oxhorn videos or just like other Fallout YouTubers. It just like I and that's and that's what I wanted to do last night. Is I was like. I was like, I want to play Fallout. Like, I think I'm going to try to replay Fallout 4 or finish up the current character that I have. <clears throat> well, that, that's what I did is I popped in and I, I just went to the character that I had set up because um, I had beat the game here. That was the last time I played it, 2018, because I looked. I was like, oh, I beat the game. But I didn't get any of the faction anything. So I just beat it with the Minutemen because I was just trying to do whatever. So I, I, I picked the, the whatever the most recent load I had was, where it was a new character I made when I was still here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything of his perks, but knowing me, I play the games the same every time. I was like, oh yeah, this is all the exact same perks. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so, 
But I've just been going through doing a bunch of the old stuff. Um, like, I went to the Institute, found out who Sean was. I was like, oh, wow. And that's all I've done in the main story. Then I went to Far Harbor. I beat the Automatron. I beat the Far Harbor thing. I got the whole peaceful ending out there. Now I'm in the middle of Nuka World trying to get all that stuff done. Yeah, and, like, I think for me, like, I have to, I still have to do the railroad ending. But I remember when I started doing the railroad ending, I was trying to get... Like, I, I think I was trying to, like, 100% the game at the time. And I was like, okay, so I'll try to 100% it, and I'll finish up with beating it through the railroad. Right. And I was I remember, and, like, it was such, like, a different experience, because, like, when I first play the game, like, I'll, I'll kind of explore, uh-huh. and I'll kind of do some stuff, but for the most part, I just, I kind of want to, like, I, I, like I, I can't just not play the story, because I don't want to get, like, too bored. And, like, I always, like, I'll play it, like, on, like, the easiest difficulty, just, like, that first playthrough, just to kind of get just idea. get the story out of the way and get an idea for what the game is. And, <laughs> and so it's funny because it's taken me, I think the Railroad one is, like, it's, like, my fifth or sixth Fallout 4 playthrough. Dude, I'm telling you. And I've, like, it's, each one's not the exact same. Right. For the most part, I'll fall back into the same sort of stuff. But this last so statue, yeah, and this and and so this last playthrough, like I remember, like I was doing, all, I I had uh, discovered that, uh, that uh, well, I can't remember what the name of that boat is, but it's the boat that's crashed in the middle of Boston. Um, the one with the robots. Yeah, yeah. So I had never seen that before. Never seen it before <clears> for really? whatever reason. Had just never seen it or. Maybe I had, but I just I never went up there. I remember the first time I did that quest, and I was so confused. It? Yeah, I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "This is so when goofy." Away, I was like, "Oh wow!" And then they crashed. You hear them go, "I've made it, boys!" I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I remember like, but like it was something. It was like it, it felt cool because I was like, I'd never done that before. Well, when I had it, like when the game first came out, twenty fifteen, before the DLC came out. Um, I, I did this thing where I was just kind of playing devil's advocate because I was with the Institute Brotherhood and Railroad just kind of getting all their stuff done as I could mm-hmm. <clears throat> up until the point where it's like, we well, got to pick one. So I quick saved the game and I did each of their endings from that point. And then I was like, which one did I like best? And I picked that save file and that was just my guy. Yeah. And so I think on my PlayStation, my main dude was the Institute guy because I was like, that's my son. I'm just going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Loyalty. Yeah. Blood. Water thick or something like that. I don't know what they say. Yeah, and so like and blood like, in, blood out, cholo. Like it's and even for me, like it's weird going from like Fallout Four, New Vegas, and then playing like three. Like you were talking about that one time, where it's like three is just like it's like such a weird feel to the game, and I think it's because it was the first like iteration from Bethesda. Third and so person. Every, and so everything's just like really super clunky, and it doesn't feel. Like, now you can tell how broken that game is. And you can tell how, how not, like, not necessarily not how fun it is, but how kind of almost hard it is to play. But I remember the first time I had ever played it, I was like, this game is stupid as fuck. I was like, this game is ass. <laughs> and the friend that I was with, they were like, no, 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 no. Like, it's, it's like a really good game. But they're like, if you don't like RPGs, then you you probably won't like it that, that much. And then I ended up playing New Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is awesome. And then I played Fallout 3. And then I, I think playing New Vegas was like, it put a different perspective on the game. 
as a whole because then I could go back and play three and I was like, okay, no, now I understand what what's going on and like you have to like build your character a certain way. Well, and, and <clears throat> my favorite thing about the Fallout games, like one of them, is just like. I don't read the terminals a lot because mm-hmm. I have this detention span. But sometimes I'll have to just kind of understand certain things. But I love how, like, the hollow tapes tell you stories. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow. Or even, like, the radio beacon signals and, like, certain areas will t- give you a whole story just by looking at the setting. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> one of them is just really the, because it's always, like, usually mostly depressing stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a radio signal and it's, like, a, one of the family distress signals. And I was going to find what they were talking about. And as you get closer, it gets more clear. And it's a guy, and he's talking about how he misses his wife, and he just wants her to come home. And he's like, me and the kids, we're safe in the bunker. Mm-hmm. And that's the radio signal, and it just keeps repeating. You find the bunker, it's empty, but like you see beds, and you see toys on the ground. You're like, oh, there were kids here. Uh-huh. And then you read the little terminal thing, and then the family had to leave. Like, hey, we can't be in the bunker right now. We have to go. Mm-hmm. And you find a hollow tape where the kid's crying, leaving a message for his mom. But then you can figure out that his mom was a nurse at one of the hospitals, and she had to stay at the hospital to help people deal with everything as they were getting blown up. Yeah. And you find hers, in there, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And you're like, this is so depressing. I, <laughs> but it's I, so, like, good. And I, I think that's, the, like, the cool thing about, um, especially New Vegas, because... I think New Vegas is setting at A, being in the middle of the desert. So everything's kind of barren and, and, and anyway, depressing probably. anyway. <laughs> and then, like, you find, like, that farm kind of up near where the boomers are at. Uh-huh. And, like, you find out that that kid is, like, all by himself. He has no idea that his parents are ghouls. <clears throat> and then, they, you know, he ends up having to just... Dome him. Kill his parents to... To feel somewhat normal, I guess. Because he's like, well, I don't want to see them like that. Like, I can't see my parents like that. And I remember... (laughs) I think I had... Because I'd probably, like, dealt with something... Like, seen it before. Like, in an earlier playthrough. But I had never really, like, grasped... Like, the emotions of stuff like that. Until this last time that I played it on Hardcore. Mm -hmm. And I had gone through... Because I was just exploring. I think I was just trying to level up. Because I needed... To get something up to like a hundred, or I needed like another perk or, right. or whatever, and so I was just exploring, and I was like, I was like, well, man, like what is this? And I remember you know killing all these other ghouls, and then like reading that story, and I was like, dude, I was like, what the hell, man? I was like, this is just too much. But that's what's so beautiful. Like I really wish that they would make a sheer, like a sheer, 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 a series, like a TV kind of series, mm-hmm. kind of based on it. But like. I don't know because I, I kind of make one in my head all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm gonna pitch to you guys my conception, I, like conceptual idea, of a Fallout TV series. Just a dude in the wasteland, walking around, kind of a mercenary taking the jobs, kind of like how you know you'd be in the wasteland, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but. You can't tell what his karma is, whether he's good or bad. You just know he's taking the mercenary stuff. He obviously has a heart for certain things. Mm -hmm. But along the way, he starts to find a lot of pre-war stuff. Mm -hmm. Like holotapes, and he just tries to piece together history. But like, have like a gloomy kind of feel to all the stories. Like, they're sad. But there's also some like happy moments. But at the end of the day, you realize that this guy is also probably not quite who he says he is. Mm -hmm. He's had a whole lot that he's dealt with, but he's just surviving trying to help people make a better world but there's obviously that moral gray area because they have different ideas of what's right and wrong 
Yeah, and I think that would be because uh, like there's that one that's like really super popular on on YouTube. It's called like I think it's called like Fallout Red Star or something like that. Where the guy's wearing the NCR trooper yes. outfit, the helmet. Yeah. So there's that one, and then there's another one. Um, it's called like Nuka something or other. It's like mm-hmm. a like you can obviously it's like a fan made thing. I think it was a machinima series. They did that one about the legate that was really cool. That one was really cool. That fan made one. That one when he's was sitting really... in the chair and he puts the helmet on. Yeah, that one was really super cool. And it's like, it's it's for me. It's it's always kind of interesting, like to see, like, because I remember, like, growing up and like playing certain video games and being like, dude, this would make like a really cool movie. All the time. Um, and Fallout was one of them. But then, like, I started oh, to realize. Sick that, like, you couldn't really do a Fallout movie and not explore all of these different endings. Right. And that's why it would be better as a TV show, where it's like, okay, like, instead of just maybe focusing on, like, one guy, you could focus on, like, one person per episode, but they're doing, like, a faction quest or, or like, a faction ending. Or even like this, because this was another thing I had, is, like, have an episode, like like, the pilot episode. It's a complete kind of like like a pre-war thing mm-hmm. where he's like, well, what's the show about? But then it ends with, and then they go fall. I'm like, what? And then the next episodes are like that. It's all different, you know, people doing different things in the wasteland, surviving like for an hour or whatever. How long the episode is? But HBO style, where there's no commercials, mm-hmm. but something ties them all together. Where it'd be like at the end, each person was like doing something, but they all left the hollow tape and they're all dead. And the guy at the end, maybe like a hundred years later, he has each of their holotapes and he's trying to find something. Yeah. Like, that'd be cool. That'd like, be cool. what that'd... were they all doing? <laughs> yeah, that, that, would be, that would be pretty cool. Actually, now that I, now that I think about it, that actually would that'd actually be a really good idea. Pre-war, get them invested. Have all these people, like, have heroic stories, good and bad, go to the motions. Last episode in, like, the season or whatever, be like a hundred years later. And you're like, what? And it's just a guy, and he has all these people's different, like, holotapes about what they were doing. And he's like, they were looking for something. <laughs> you, that's, that's, a, that's a good idea. That's a good idea right there. But, like, it's just, it's something that's so, like, I like, for me, like, I, th- so, like, with, like, Fallout 76, for instance, I think the mm-hmm. premise of the game is really good. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the, the idea that Bethesda had, I'm in no way defending how that game was released and, and all of that stuff. But I think that that idea of like, okay, it's only 20 years after mm-hmm. the bombs fell and, you know, you try to go, you know, rebuild the wasteland. Um, it's like the old people that are in the wasteland remember the old Yeah, and it's like... I, like I said, I'm not defending how Bethesda did that. I think... Ideally, there should have been NPCs to begin with, right? Because it's not like people like yeah, people would have flooded the area, but at the same time, like for me, I've always wondered like, well, it's like okay, there's only like a couple of places that like we really know that bombs fell. So like Washington D.C. is one, so that's why the Capital Wasteland is the way it is. Nevada, you know, places like uh, like I, I, my assumption is that like it'd be like major cities is what was getting hit. <laughs> And, like, obviously you'd have a few strays that would, like, you know, they'd go out and they'd hit, like, in the middle of nowhere or something like that. But, like, 
for me, like you There'd would have think to that some place that wasn't hit that still. Like you would think that, like obviously, like yeah, people would flee. Like they try to get out of the area because obviously you don't know where the bombs are gonna hit, so you're gonna leave. But eventually, and I think maybe that's, I. Maybe Bethesda did it that way on purpose. Mm-hmm. Is because okay, all of these people, there's gonna be nobody around because they all fled the area. But now that enough time has passed, quote unquote that people feel like, okay, maybe it is safe to go back to where we're from to see what's there. I think there's a little bit of a of a weird thing with just how the game is, just being online and not being like a, an actual linear story. Right. But at the same time, like that I now that I kind of think about it, like that idea does make a little bit more sense that people would flee. But like you were saying, like you'd have to think that there'd be an area where it's like, no, 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 no like the bombs aren't coming here. <coughs> well... I'm trying to think because I'm pretty sure that there are certain areas like that in the games. I don't know which ones, but like, I'm trying to think because I don't think the big empty got hit. No, that didn't get hit. But I mean, all but, like, the, but it was already desert. But if you go, like, their houses are just untouched. Yeah, and so like, I think but they're it would, robot people. Yeah, I think for me, it would be really interesting to see, like, kind of like so. Obviously, Fallout Four tried to do it. Where it's like, okay, cool, you get a, like a little glimpse of pre-war America, and then, you know, obviously, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't played Fallout 4, I don't care. Or any of them. Or any of them, but, you know, and then the bombs fall, and then, you know, obviously you get frozen, and, you know, 200 years pass. Well, it's like, okay, well, how about there's a Fallout game, or like a TV show, where it's like, okay, the bombs fell, and it, that's where it starts. Is it's not like 20 years like there's not like a huge gap of time where like a lot of things could happen have one where there's people in a vault have one where the people are just outside as it happens literally just outside trying to survive trying to figure out what happened trying to figure out how to how to rebuild certain things or just you know stuff like that like i think that would be really interesting to see like how like you know like how like diamond city like how many people were the living ghoulification. yeah like how many people were living in that area of Boston and then either left and then came back or just stayed there and they all just happens to go into the baseball stadium mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a, it's a big enough area that you can, you know, wall it off and you can close it up and all that stuff. Like, and just like, I think there's like a lot of really cool, like conceptual ideas that you could use from the fallout universe. That would just be really, really interesting. No, I agree. I think you'd have to be pretty lore friendly with some of it though to make sure you're not breaking any kind of boundary. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of that when like it, it, there's even like the the slightest detail off, someone's like, <laughs> and I and, and for the, and for the most part, you could kind of combat that with being like, well, look at how you know movies that are adapted from books. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's different in books compared to a movie just because of you know of time and, and production mm-hmm. value and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you could use that to get away with it. But I think with something like Fallout, like the Fallout universe, I think mm-hmm. the reason that there's so many lore discrepancies between 1 and 2 and then the Bethesda series, just because Bethesda obviously, like, well, we're, we own the rights. Like, we'll keep some of the original lore just to keep it a cohesive game. But we're going to add certain things to make it our own game. Which they've done. And they have kept pretty much most all the lore. It's been very just minuscule things. Such This is what I mean, like, uh, Fallout 2. The guy who made Jet is in Fallout 2. 
But when they go to like the vault that Voltec made, and they're like, "Oh, this is the druggies." There's Jet in there, and they're like, "Oh." But that's just something where I, do, I don't think that they were like, "Oh, we're trying to break lore." I think they were just like, "Oh, it's drugs. We're just gonna put." Yeah. Into there. But I think someone just went like, "What? That? It's like, no, it's and, just it's just drugs." I think you always have people like that who who try to do that anyway, especially with something like Fallout, where there is a ton of of lore, and if you spend the time to actually go through and every little thing does have a story. It's why it's yeah, the way it is. And you just um, gotta look into it. Yeah, and so it's just like it, it it'd be just like anything. It's like you. You can't tell me that there aren't Harry Potter nerds out there who are like, no, 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 on page 133 of book four, you know, paragraph five. They are. Yeah, the, the, the movie, The Goblet of Fire, when he goes, Harry, did you put your name in The Goblet of Fire? People have a big issue with that line. Because like, what the fuck? In the book, he whispers it to Harry. He says, Harry. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? But in the movie, he goes, Harry! Well, and, and, so I can get it being in the book. Obviously, <laughs> you know, there maybe he's trying to be a little discreet. Right. But for a movie, like, you want it to be <clears throat> you dramatic get... enough. <sighs> you, yeah, you want, like... Raw emotion. Exactly. And you so, gotta make those little changes, you know? And and I think, like, certain little changes are, are, are good if, if they're done right. I think if you, you know... Like, let's say that they were to make a Fallout TV show, and they say, oh, yeah, no, super mutants are, you know, a product of, you know, of, of Fallout. <laughs> the, of, or, or, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're a product of nuclear Fallout, whereas it's like, um, I, I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> I get where you could maybe, perhaps, if you don't know anything about the games and the story, where you could maybe get that from. I could understand that. But no, like that, like it would be like that would that would be something that would be too big of a change to just kind of go over people's heads or you'd have people who like, even if it was something small to be like, well, okay, well, it's not called FEV, you know, they, and it's just some other weird acronym and, you know, people would be like, well, okay, the premise is still the same, but we don't appreciate the fact that you changed what it is when like you have the source material right there. Like I could see that, but right. But I think it's just something that would happen no matter what you did. Or if they let you use beer caps for money, too, because I've never seen anyone use the beer cap. It's always a Nuka-Cola cap. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's like, you know... And, I wouldn't have an issue if they're like, oh, here's a cap and it's a beer cap. I won't be like, nah, it's Bud Light. Get out of here. But they're doing what they can with what they got. Mm-hmm. And I think, Mind their business. And I, and I think it's something that's weird that, like, <laughs> like you just find caps. Like, it never, like... The ones that you do find, sure, like, if they're facing the right way, like, sure, it'll probably say Nuka-Cola or whatever. But, like, you never really know. Like, if you just pick up a cap stash, you have no idea what's in there. So, I mean, maybe there are, you know, bottle caps from, like, beer bottles or, you know. That's what's weird, though, in the game is, like, you drink any soda, Vim, Nuka-Cola, Sunset Sarsaparilla, you get a cap. Mm -hmm. You drink the beer, you don't get the cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. (laughs) maybe, Maybe they corked their beer. In the Fallout universe, who knows? I'd hope they're not corking that stuff. Hell no, that'd be know. disgusting. How long have it been there? Oh, At like least 200 years, depending on which Fermented all beer. It's just skunky, just tastes like shit. Well, because there's a lot that like I still see as like, room for Fallout to grow. Because mm-hmm. there's like over 100 some odd vaults at least. And they ha- obviously haven't even gotten all those, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people's like... For me, I I think that would be my one real nitpick, Mm -hmm. is that it's like, okay, you have one, two in New Vegas, Mm -hmm. and those all take place 
on the West Coast. Right. Then you have Fallout Tactics. I'll give them that. Fallout Tactics takes place in Chicago. I'll give them that one. Well, I think two had some Chicago root in there. I think you go to Chicago in two. I, I, I don't know enough about I could be two. completely wrong. I'm going to look it up because two is the one that's like... It's the only one that's directly related to another one, like direct. Yeah, direct. It's, it's related to the first one. Yeah, because you're like the dude's grandson mm-hmm. from the first one. It's like because three and four are related because there are people from the Commonwealth in there, mm-hmm. but two is like, like it's like it's the only direct sequel. Exactly. And, but like, and so like for me, my thing, and, and then you have you know the Bethesda series, and that's predominantly on the East Coast. Where it's Bethesda's like, located. We're you know, and it's, and you know, and that's and that's fine and dandy. Like that's cool. Like it's cool that we got to explore, you know, the Capital Wasteland and that we got to explore Appalachia and mm-hmm. and and Boston. But like, not not to be biased here, but what the fuck happens to NORAD? I'm well, t- I'm telling you, like, they talk about that in the lore if you read the terminals. Well, well, well they don't specifically talk about NORAD, but they do talk about how. Uh, the Chinese that were invading, they they were the Hoover Dam. They were chased through the Colorado, like through the state of Colorado, mm-hmm. and they the Chinese who invaded um, with their cell suits actually got caught in Denver and like killed in yeah, the middle of Denver, Colorado. Yeah, because I like because like even like even in New <laughs> Vegas, again, there's uh, the guy who runs. Uh, he's the guy who I, I forget what his name is, but he's the guy who uh, is in charge of all the dogs. Um, if you talk to him, he tells you that he's like, well, we mostly get them from Denver because mm-hmm. the whole city's overrun with all of these super wild dogs. Dogs in Denver? <laughs> and so they, you know, they get all of these dogs from Denver if they can't get enough dogs to reproduce that they have. So every once in a while, they'll have to go get dogs from Denver. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's cool. But like, again, not to be biased. And like, you know, even when we, we drive around and be like, oh, that'd be a cool Fallout location or that would well, be a cool Fallout location. I just think that it works best because it's a military state. Exactly. It's like a huge Air military Force state. Academy, the Fort Carson, the Fort Peterson. We have all that right here just in the springs. Like the mountains and stuff, the geography. Like I, I, again, we're being very, very biased here. But, but biased with reason. But by exactly. And so like there's a guy <laughs> on YouTube, um I think his name is Yeah, it's TK Mantis. Uh-huh. He's a really cool guy. His 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 videos are really interesting and, and he does like a lot of like documentary style videos. Right. About Fallout and so he lives up in Washington State and he uh-huh. was saying that exact same thing where he's like, Yeah. He's like, again, he's like, I'm being biased because I live here and I know the area. But he's like, there's a lot of really interesting things up here. And he's uh, like, and if you go back, needle? and he's like, if you go back into like Fallout Canon, he's like, there's a vault up here, you know, in the state somewhere. He's like, it's like, I think it's like Vault Zero or something like that. I can't, I, I won't swear to that. Well, but he's mean. like, he's like, but you know, that would be interesting to go see what that vault would be like. And you know, there's like all of like just the huge forests the mountains and you know the ocean and just like all of that stuff he's like you have all of that like readily available to you with this one state and he's like so he's like if i were to make fallout 5 that's where i would personally put it but he's like but again i'm being very biased so well let let me let me look here because i'm because there's tons of vaults that are like named, but they don't have a location either. Mm-hmm. But there are others that like you never get to go to, but you know of exist. But they're in states. Like they give you the states, but like Vault Thirty Six, Vault Forty Two, Vault Forty Three. No, Vault Forty Three, dude. I wish that one was the Colorado one. 
Which that's that's the man with the puppets. You ever heard that story in Fallout? The puppet like convinces him to kill people, right? <clears throat> so the puppet like I guess kills the other puppets in the vault, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What are you doing?" But then the puppet convinces him to leave the vault and not just kill people, but like not not to kill innocent people, I guess, but to go out and reclaim the waste. And so the legend is like the guy like he goes outside with the puppet, claims a giant ant, mounts it, and rides it. Huh. And like he just goes out, just like killing raiders and stuff. <laughs> but because the, the I, I think it was when Fallout Three was released, and they released a little comic about him. Uh-huh. But the only actual mention that I know of in the games about him is in Fallout Three at the Slavers Camp. There's a jumpsuit, the Vault, vault Forty Three jumpsuit. Uh-huh. There's a hollow tape next to it, and they're like, "Don't ever talk about Vault Forty Three." And they're like, "Why?" And like, just don't talk about Vault Forty Three. That's the guy. And they're like, "Oh, that's." The guy. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I, I think I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, because um, there's that whole slave camp up north with like the giant donut guy, looking yeah, like yeah, from the Simpsons, yeah. um, the big boy looking guy. Yeah, and so like I think and like I think and for me I think it's something that like Bethesda like obviously you know there's not vaults everywhere, right? But like I think that. But in a military town, come on, you would think. That's where a vault should be. That, you know, like, NORAD would probably be a vault at the end of the day. Because the vaults were not just regular vaults, but, you know, the, the, the scientific experiments. Yeah. But they said that thing in in Fallout 4, because the guy was the, the main guy that you can play as, or unless you play as a woman, but the dude, because of his military service, you get free admission from vault tech to the vault. Mm-hmm. What? I'd be, I'd, I'd be I'd be safe, dude. I'd be safe. You think you'd be safe, dude? You probably go through some crazy experiment, dude. Probably. I, I, for me, I think that's like the most interesting part about like like it's not the most interesting for me, but it's one of the more interesting things <clears throat> to just know that like that's I like that's literally something that would happen in real life is that there would be vaults is. and they would. There's no... What the hell? Yeah, the government's gonna do experiments on people. But that's the thing. It's not even the government. It's just vault Tech. It's a corporation that, like, runs the government, pretty much, it seems. And so... And I wish we had a series about them. About vault Tech? Yeah, just more so. Like, because maybe I haven't been paying attention, but I don't know whatever happened to the CEO of vault Tech. Oh, that... I mean, I guess that's a good point. I mean, like, you could use 76 as an example because it's like, you have vault Tech University, so, like... Well, they would, you know, make like people teach people overseers how to be overseers and stuff like that. But like, even then, it's not like these overseers were being sent to these vaults, and like they knew beforehand that they got there that like what was happening in, in that vault. Some of them, very few of them knew. That's the problem. And the ones that knew, things already happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like, and where it's like you know, like like Vault Eleven, I think is like the real famous one. Yeah, where they have to kill the overseer. Every yeah, day. and it's like just to find out that if they didn't kill anybody, it would say test completed. Here's more food and water rations for X number of years to add on top of your already X number of years mm-hmm. supply. And it's like it's just like that to me. That's like the most wild one because it's like I could see people doing that. Like you're in an enclosed space, everybody kind of. It, it's almost it would almost like be living like feel I, my assumption at least is it would almost feel like living in a small town is where everybody knows everybody <laughs> and you have you just make enemies for whatever reason well and that's the other one i remember the vault number but that was one of the vaults where it's the computer system zax 
And he's just trying to tell people, he's like, hey, you should take charge of the vault. And then the one guy who's taking charge is like, well, I don't know, but one of the residents goes mad and starts, you know, hurting somebody. But then all this dumb stuff happens along the way to the point where it's just, I think it's in Fallout 76. I think so. I think this is the story about uh, the nuclear winter, like the the battle royale mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you have to level up to find the story about all this, I guess. But as you level up, you'll find the different terminals and like holotapes about it. But the system pretty much like was just messing with these people mm-hmm. just telling them oh well this is what this did this is who this person is mm-hmm. all the way up until the point where the one guy who went mad and killed everybody was by default the overseer and he was like we have to do your overseer duties now that you're officially overseer mm-hmm. and the guy's like what's the point no one else is in here and Zach's the computer system's like well you still are and you're gonna have to still go under an evaluation in this many years mm-hmm. to the point where during the evaluation he gets in trouble by the computer system and he's like deems him unfit to be the overseer he's like well who else is going to be the overseer there's no one else in here mm-hmm. and that's when he hides in a box and then the crates shoot you know him out yeah and then Zax is like well where's he at and you can find his body if you play nuclear winter it's somewhere I don't remember but mm-hmm. it's just crazy stuff like that dude I think that'd be a I think that'd be a really interesting thing like if you could almost like <coughs> like even if they just did not necessarily a game because I don't think necessarily like a vault tech game would be fun no, but just like a story. He's like <coughs> a, a, a TV show, just kind of like like Mad Men, but Vault-Tec. But Vault-Tec. <laughs> well, Yeah, because that'd be cool, too, to like figure out like what experiments they're going to put where and like why they're choosing certain experiments. Well, and... What made them want to do these to people anyway? Yeah. Because that, that's what always gets me. It's like, why, did, why are they doing this? Especially after the bombs fall. Like, how are you going to test them? Well, that's... that. Well, are you planning that, on putting them in the, there before? That's like a pretty, like, known theory in the Fallout community is that vault Tech is the one who started the war so they could sell do it. their experiments. Not to, not to sell vault space. <laughs> but that gets you wondering. It's like, what happens to, like, the higher-ups in there? What do they gain from this? Because obviously, you know, with these experiments, they're not going to be able to do anything. The world's over. What's well, the, you know, and like, that's where the enclave comes in, because then the enclave is this quote is this quote unquote secret government, dude. That is no. supposed is, and, and I think that's like the weird Fallout universe's way of being <laughs> like, hey, check it out, like, you know those conspiracy theories about the secret government that you guys always be talking about on uh. the internet. Like, guess what? In this universe, it's true. Like, there is a secret puppet government that's like you know, it's like the face of government is what you see. And that's who you think the government is, but the real government are these, like, really shady characters. Kind of like in, um, like, in, like, X-Files, where it's, you know, you have all these people who right. work for the government, but they know about all of these things that, like, happen. Like, all of these extraterrestrial things that happen, and they're, like, trying to shush these people up because they're like, no, you can't tell people all of these things. Well, you know what I gotta say about the Enclave? Hmm. Fallout 2 Enclave quote to talk about the Enclave. Dang, B. That's... This is... I think this is probably the longest one that we've had, and I think that's... Sorry, y'all. I know it wasn't a lot of laughs, but Fallout's good, man. It's too good. It's too good to pass up. It's way too good, man. I think once you leave, I think I'm going to go upstairs and play it. (laughs) I'm going to go home and play it. I'm about to... If you haven't played any of the Fallouts, I suggest you do. If you don't like point and click, suck it up. Play the first two. But... Really, play three, play New Vegas, play four, seventy six, 
hit or miss. You don't have to. I mean, if you got some buddies, probably. But just immerse yourself in the great story of what would happen. Because before we end, I just want to make this very clear. The Fallout world history is, is pretty much our world history up until World War II ends. That's when they call something, they have something called the Great Divergence, which is where they change the norms and go to nuclear power. And everything from then on changes the world just. Mm -hmm. And that's quite possibly some of the most interesting stuff about Fallout. Yeah, so uh, I think, yeah. It's. I think it's a. It's. It's just for me. It's. It's. It's just a series of games that will always hold a special place in my heart. I hope that whenever Fallout Five decides to come out, a that Bethesda pulls their head out of their asses and they like you know it's like they try to like actually put some effort into it. Not saying that they don't put effort into their games, but seventy six was. I think a lot of people are gonna have a lot of trust issues if a new Fallout game comes out from Bethesda because it's going to be like well remember the last Fallout game you guys had remember how bad that was well like I said my theory just like ESO it's just a hold you over until we we give you a new Fallout game because think about it like this think about it like this everyone's mad about the, the you know the microtransactions right mm -hmm. however you don't have to pay anything extra for it. The Wastelanders was free. A lot of the other stuff was free. Everything you pay for is specifically cosmetic-based. They're very upfront about that. Mm -hmm. You can pay for your own private server. But what I think is that they take that money to kind of just put into other projects. I mean, that's the hope. That's what I think because E Elder Scrolls 6 is, is going to be coming out. Yeah, I think it's supposed to come out next year. And I think that they're just more focused on or being wait, no. late. ESO is supposed to come out uh, around the holidays this year. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I'm thinking that that's what they're just like, listen, we just want to crank this out right now. Take this Fallout game in the meantime. And the money we make off this Fallout game, we're going to use to pay our employees and just kind of get some other stuff going while we, you know, blah, blah, blah. They probably have Fallout kind of written in the, the grand scheme. Like, okay, so what we want to do. But I, 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 so again... I, I will probably have very high hopes, and I'll probably be just as excited for the new fall whenever they announce it. I'll be just as excited as I was when I found out about Fallout Four, when I follow, uh, when I found out about Seventy Six. Well, remember, remember when it comes to Fallout games, Bethesda keeps those under the wraps. Remember, no one knew Fallout Four was coming out until a month before it released. That's a good point. Because everyone's minding their business, and Twitter there's an update. Bethesda puts out, please stand by. And everyone goes, ah! I just got goosebumps just thinking about it. I just it cause did I, too. Because I, th I remember seeing it on Facebook. Uh, I, where I saw it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, dude, everyone no what? Way. And then And then the next day, press conference with Bethesda. Huh? Fallout 4. Pitboy edition. Sold out mm -hmm. right there while he was on stage. Yeah. So, uh. I think that's a pretty good spot to end it. I think Facebook, y'all should like the page. Um, go on the YouTube channel, sub. I know y'all. I see you. I see some y'all listen to this. Make it to the end. More power to you. If if you guys, <laughs> if you listen to this, I'm sure Last of Us Two will already be out by this point. Because um, Last of Us Two comes out Friday. Mm -hmm. I know the ending. I will spoil the ending. If you do not sub to our YouTube channel, you do not pass this on, I swear, I'm going to drop the biggest spoiler on your head. 
I know how it ends. I watched the ending. I said, oh my gosh. He said, please don't don't do it to me. I'm not going to tell you if it's good or if it's bad. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to spoil it for you in detail. Every minute. Every thing that happens before. Every little word that they say. Everything right before them. Little converse, the, the credits roll up. But other than that, click the bell, click the notification, click do the, the bell, Spotify. Click the notification, Spotify, follow us on Spotify. I actually am going to make a shout out to a couple of my buddies um, who have their own little companies. Ooh. Um, so go ahead on Facebook. There's a page called uh, Das Militia. It's a clothing company from one of my buddies who I was in the military with. They got some cool clothes. Hell yeah. Um, so make sure to check them out, like their Facebook page. Um, and then I got another buddy who I actually work with currently, um, who is also in the in the military. He was a, a submariner in the Navy. Um, so go follow him on Instagram at Test Depth. Um, it's just like a interesting submariner brand. Something if that's something you're interested in, stuff like that. Um, so make sure you go give them some some love too, and and tell them that uh, that you heard of them from from this podcast. And I'm sure that they'll. Uh, be forever grateful because uh, I'm a I'm I, I'm glad that you know that they, those are two two brands that from buddies that I know that you know are trying to do their thing. So you know, big shout out to them and you know, staying staying on on their on their path as well in trying to do their own thing. Yeah, we'll put those links in the descriptions and whatnot on the the YouTubes, and we'll put them on the group where we be sharing the memes and all the goodies. So with that, I know it's been a long one, but I hope y'all enjoyed just chilling with the brews and the bros. See you guys. Bye.